Welcome to the first episode of Working It Out. I am your host, Gabriel Say, and I thought I'd take today's episode to kind of give you an introduction to me, help you understand where I come from, what my life has been like, but also an insight into where this podcast will be going. But just before we get started with that, I wanted to give a big shout out to Dollar Shave Club, who are kindly sponsoring this episode. And if you do want to check out Dollar Shave Club and try it out, just visit dollarshaveclub.com and use Gabriel10 for an extra 10% off. I've been using them recently, very, very high quality razors for a cheap price. And you get new razors sent out every month. What more can you ask for? So let's start with what type of child I was. Hmm, where, where do we begin? I, I think the word boisterous is probably the best way to describe me. And I'm actually going to come back to this point a little bit later on. But I was all, I was just I had a lot of energy. I had tons and tons of energy. I was into every sport that you can imagine. I actually remember there was a story of when I went to Ghana when I was three years old. And there was a girl bullying my sister. I think, I, no, I was, I was younger than three. I was younger than three. A girl was bullying my sister and... I don't know why I picked up a stone and decided to throw it at her. It it was in my nature to be protective, I guess, of my sister. So yeah, I had had a very boisterous personality. I had a very energetic personality and that translated into school, which it worked in my favour for PE and stuff like that. And, you know, art and design technology, all the kind of hands-on stuff. But then I was always good at maths. But I think... In other subjects, like I hated humanities, humanities and French. I just just hated those subjects. And I was labelled as the troublemaker, the clown of the class. And I just had a lot of energy to burn, pretty much. And I do feel like teachers are very quick to label kids at face value rather than digging deeper into their learning styles and their, you know, understanding how they process information. But that will be another episode within this podcast. It will be really good to get someone in to talk about those type of things. So as we move further through school, uh, my entrepreneurial spirit started to come out and I I just wanted things. Like I I was doing my work and stuff, but I wanted, I wanted my Nintendo 64. You could say that I was very independent from a young age in terms of making money so I thought of ways to to generate money by Space Jam Space Jam came out at that time so I decided you know what I'm good I love drawing I'm great at art I've got I bought some coloring pencils some pens and I've got my paper what can I do so I drew every single character from Space Jam multiple times (laughs) And I had them in a folder. I still have this folder to this day, so I can even show it to you. It even has the prices on each folder slip. And I went around school and I was selling each picture for, I think the prices started from 90p up to £1.20, depending on how long it took for me to create the picture. And then from there, I would buy, what did I buy first? I think I bought a Neo Geo. I'm not sure if you guys, any of you guys remember that. The, it was a Neo Geo. had some really great games on it. Japanese import. <laughs> and, you know, I had my fun with it. I'll then package it up. I'll then polish it up nice. I'd then buy a cheap box for it off eBay. And then I'd sell it on for... I'd try and make some profit on it. And I just kept doing that for 
until I got my Dreamcast, my Sega Dreamcast. Then I kind of went off computer games and then I started going on to clothes. But you can see how, you know, I, I just wanted to make money myself um, up until the time I was working. And I had a paper round first. And then I started working at Cycle King. I've had a lot of jobs. Let's, let's put it that way. I've had a lot of jobs, <laughs> which we'll get back to in a little bit. But if we come out of school now, so I did sixth form. Then I went to uni and people always say to me, oh, but you know, you started, you, your career is like fitnessy based now. Uh, what did you do at uni? And every time I say this, everyone looks at me the same way, like with, it's, it's always, it's a look of confusion. I did mechanical engineering, then switched to motorsport engineering. And that was, the switch was purely because I, I just didn't really enjoy, I wanted more hands-on stuff. Turned out that motorsport was even less hands-on than mechanical. So, yeah, you could call it a waste of time, but, you know, experience over everything. So, uni was great. Uni, again, was, I saw my entrepreneurial spirit flourish, in a sense. So, I tried more things. I started running events for, I ran events for the uni. I was running three events a week in the town centre, um, and it was just go, go, go. And that's when I really learned the lessons of persistence, resilience, and just going for what you want to do. So then I finished uni and my post-grad job. So through uni, I had so many jobs. What I used to do with computer games, I did exactly the same thing with cars. My first car was a, it was the rustiest piece of rubbish it was a rover metro on an austin metro and i was just walking past the i was walking past where my friend lives and i kept seeing this car i saw it for months and i was like no one drives this so i just knocked on every single door as i was walking and one old lady opened the door and she was like yes and i was like uh is that your car she's like yes i was like do you do you want it she was like not really i can't really drive it anymore i was like you take 50 pounds? She was like, yes. So, yeah, there you go. That's how I got my first car. Some people don't know, but that's it. Um, and I spent the next three months re redoing it up, refurbishing it like I did all the panels. And it was looking pretty sweet. I had subwoofers in there. I had um, six by nines. I had it all amped up. Did I have a... I didn't have the TV in that one. I didn't have the TV in that one. But I did that and then sold it for 400 pounds. And it cost me £200 to do everything. <laughs> so that's where that started. And I just kept doing that over and over and over again until I got my BMW. So, yeah, that's, that's just an insight into the type of person I am. So then leaving uni, I went through a number of jobs, um, all of which I eventually hated. <laughs> the one I actually... It was a very love-hate relationship, which was Enterprise Rent-A-Car, which the people make it so good. And anyone that works at Enterprise now, you can please put in the comments if, you, if this resonates with you. Because the people that you work with and the, the fun environment and the fact that it's so fast-paced is so fun. It's, it's, you know, you get a buzz from like helping people and stuff, but the hours and the fact that it is so fast-paced and such long hours, it just drains your life. It drains every ounce of your soul. 
but that was the job that I probably I enjoyed the most. Um, recruitment is the job I enjoyed the least. Picking up the phone hundred times a day to call people, it was just very, very monotonous and I didn't really enjoy it. So that's where I decided to take my own initiative and I said, you know what, I'm going to save as much money as possible over the next six months and then I'm out. That's exactly what I did and then dove into the world of entrepreneurship. Here's a funny story. The day that I handed in my, so I handed in my notice and you know like when you hand in your notice, you're all cocky and stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You can stick your job. And <laughs> they're all cocky and stuff. And then I did my notice period. And that last day, it was like the switch of emotions was, <laughs> I can't, I don't even have words to explain it. I, <laughs> I walked out of the door. I was like, yeah, see you guys later. I was still really cocky. I was like, yeah, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, bye. As soon as I walked out the main door and I started walking towards my car, and it was a good 15 minute walk. Five minutes in, still cocky. 10 minutes in, I was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I was like, I have no guaranteed income. What am I doing? Why did I do that? Why have I left my job? And then sat in the car, did some breathing, breathing exercises, always good. And just calmed down and just thought, it's a new chapter, it's a new journey change happens, deal with it. Because the fact of the matter is, I hate working for other people. And it's not, this isn't a thing that kind of like discredits people that do like working for other people. Everyone has their thing. And from my history of drawing Space Jam characters to buy a stupid Neo Geo, it shows that from that point, I always had the kind of entrepreneurial mindset and I wanted to do my own thing. So whilst they're all learning maths, I'm drawing Bugs Bunny. So the whole work, school, growing up, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So going into relationships, I, um, let's just say growing up, I was, I classed myself as more of an, an ugly duckling. Uh, I had the big teeth, I had the... Uh, you know, my sister called me a bunny rabbit. It's not very nice of a sibling to, to do that. Steph, that wasn't nice. <laughs> I had the big head, like my head was really big for my body and I was gangly. But that was what it was and I was I just went about my business. When it came to girls, you know, I wasn't I wasn't picky, I wasn't like I only go out with like brown heads or I only go out with blonde. It was just like you cool? Are we, are we going to be cool? Do you have a nice personality? Do I like how you look, like, lastly or whatever? Cool. Let's roll. Do you want to go out on a date? No? Okay, so that pre-screening was for nothing. Thanks. So, <laughs> so that was pretty much it until sixth form. Sixth form, I think I filled out my head. So my, my body kind of decided to actually have a growth spurt and make my head look normal. So started getting a bit more attention from girls then. But it was when I, joined, I started uni and I discovered the gym. Mr. Jim himself taught me the ways. Mr. Jim gave me confidence. Mr. Jim gave me a pass of freedom to go out into the world and <laughs> speak to more girls with more confidence. So <laughs> that's where all of that kind of developed. And... You learn a lot in relationships. 
you know, every relationship has a lesson, whether, whether it was a good breakup, bad breakup, there's always a lesson to be learned, which we will cover in another podcast episode. So fast forward X amount of years, can't remember the exact amount, and then I met Mrs. Naisha Jordan, which is now Jordan Say. Uh, the story of how we met. Just a little, I'll give you a little brief thing. I might break it down in another episode. I saw her shoulders in a club and I was like, oh, she trains. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> and this will make more sense when we talk about relationships in more detail. And yeah, from that point, the rest is, the rest is history. We also have a two and a half year old, which is... It's, it's very weird. He looks like my wife, but has every single characteristic for me. He, it's, like, it's like God just said, you annoyed your mum and dad with all this boisterous energy, so I'm going to put it into your son, and he's going to do exactly the same thing to you. And that's my son in a nutshell. He is me. <laughs> so now to present day... Most people would call me a social influencer, in uh, air quotes. You know, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and YouTube being my main thing. I started YouTube six years ago. February 2012, the 9th of February 2012 to be precise. And the videos then were literally tutorials to get people, no, give people information for one, but also drive people to our new website, which... My website was at Fearless Fitness Academy because we were fearless back then, you know. Anyway, the, the website was iam-fearless.com. How swanky is that? Yeah, genius. <laughs> and then from there, I became, rather than someone just filming me and them editing, I became a filmmaker myself. And I just love the process of filming and editing videos. And that kind of takes me back to what I was saying before about persistence, resilience, and just staying true to what you enjoy doing I've done a lot I've seen a lot and it just it's just built my character to what I am now I also have a clothing line True Beast Athletics which is something I started I think it's coming up to two years ago it's going very well thank you for asking Um, but that's me in a nutshell that is Gabriel Say so to finish off this first episode I thought I would end with a QA. and a I put out a request to my Instagram followers and they came through thick and fast with a lot of questions. So let's get into it. Hopefully none of them are embarrassing. So the first question is, how has your life changed since having your son? It's been different. That's the only way you can really put it. Um, If I just say it, you know, not going into too much detail because there is a parenting podcast coming up. But it's just different. It's one of those things that you just have to adapt to and I wouldn't trade it. Next question is, how did you teach yourself to design clothes? (laughs) I actually taught myself to do everything. Video editing, I taught myself. Designing clothes, I taught myself. Photoshop, I taught myself. Illustrator, I taught myself. Literally everything that I've learned within the creative space. I even taught myself how to play the drums. I don't know... (laughs) Probably took me longer and I probably would have got a lot further faster if I just kind of called for help. But I just wanted to know the process. I think the more I understand the process, the easier it is for me to really dive in and understand it. 
But yeah, t- t- for clothes, I just looked at what other people did. I wanted to emulate it. I would then emulate it through Photoshop, Illustrator. I was always good at drawing. And it's just been something that I've been interested in. So once, once your mind is there, you kind of just find a way to do it. Next question is, do you remember your first kiss and what was it like to you? And then in brackets, young Gabriel. So let's go back to when I was um, around about... <laughs> oh, this is just... It's not even the actual kiss that is the embarrassing bit. It's like the... the stop before it. I'd never... Like, I was in year seven or year eight. So I was about... What, that's like 11 or 12? Never kissed a girl. It's a girl that I really, really liked. And, you know, we started, like, dating as such. Going steady, as they say in America. And, um, yeah, she... I knew that it was coming. I knew that, like, the whole kiss thing was coming. I knew that I wanted it. And I was like, but I've never done it before. How do I... How do, how do I prepare myself for this? How do people prepare themselves for it? So I practiced on my hand. <laughs> Ball it into a fist. And I practiced <laughs> on my hand. <laughs> oh, for goodness sake. It was just... So the actual first kiss was actually pretty good because I already, already had, you know, like hours and hours of practice. You know, they say um, 10,000 hours of practice. To perfect a craft, I think I perfected it with my hand. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's the first time I've said that to the public. On to the next question. If you weren't in the line of work you're in now, what do you think you'd be doing? Love the videos, man. Keep it up. Hmm. That's a very interesting question. I'm going to need a second to regroup my thoughts. One. My thoughts have been regrouped. I actually don't know. I think it's one of those things that, you know, thing, things change. At one point, I wanted to be a engineer for F1 racing. I wanted to be in the pit stop um, for a little while. After that, I wanted to design the actual aesthetics of cars. Then I went into a phase where I wanted to design furniture. It's just... Is forever changing and my main thing, which I'll probably touch on this in another podcast, but my main thing is I had so many jobs because I feel you need to, you need to taste things. You need to, because you could have a dream for so long and as soon as you get like the first taste, you're like, oh wait, no, I didn't like it. But if you spent on a 15 years thinking that that's what you want to do and you're, you haven't actually experienced it. And you finally come to it, it's a huge anti-climax. So I've always been one to like test test the waters with little things and just kind of see what takes. I tried the video stuff and it, it took, you know, I, I, I edited my first video before I even picked up a camera, which was my highlight reel from when I played American football in Finland. Really, I, I don't know what I'd be doing. You know, in three years time, I might be directing movies. Who Who, who knows? Who knows? So it's just... I roll with the punches, whatever, I just take what is working then, what I enjoy then, and try and maximise it as much as I can. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the first podcast. My very first podcast is so exciting. Hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it. And stay tuned for future guests. We've got some very exciting guests and some very interesting topics which we're going to be working out together. So if you want to hear more and you want to join us on this, hit the subscribe button. It's right above. I'm actually pointing for added effect. Hoping you click. And leave a review down below and your star rating. <coughs> Five stars. What did you say? So I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. I'm Gabriel Say. And let's continue working it out together. See you next time.